it's time for school days. Hope for moms and dads of school-aged kids. I tell parents, you're like a training wheel on a bike. Your job isn't to make the bike move. Your job is to keep the bike upright. Those of us who are the true educators, we really want to be given the opportunity to educate the whole child. We can get free college degrees based on all of the opportunities that are out here and available to our students. Oftentimes, as parents, I think we want to protect our kids, but I think one of the greatest gifts we can give them is allowing them to experience adversity. Yeah. Here's your host, Danita Bailey. Well, welcome to School Days, help for moms and dads of school-aged kids. I'm Danita Bailey. One description of the new map I've heard was, it's like going a mile out of your way to go next door. You've probably seen a post or two on social media from friends or complained yourself that you can't get your kids homework, right? That's who's in lower elementary. So why did they change math? U.S. students continue to rank low on a global scale in math, and ultimately, lack of math proficiency of our students can put our country at a disadvantage economically, if not addressed. But meanwhile, I can't even figure out my third grade son's math homework. My guest today is second grade teacher Andrea Hutchins, who will tell us where the new math came from, what it is, and how we math purists can understand it and help our kids. But first, let's listen to mathematician and songwriter Tom Lair explain the new math in this cute little ditty that he wrote. Consider the following subtraction problem, which I will put up here. 342 minus 173. Now, remember how we used to do that. Three from two is nine, carry the one. And if you're under 35 or went to a private school, you say seven from three is six. But if you're over 35 and went to a public school, you say eight from four is six. carry the one, so we have 169. But in the new approach, as you know, the important thing is to understand what you're doing rather than to get the right answer. (laughs) Here's how they do it now. You can't take three from two, two is less than three, so you look at the four in the tens place. Now that's really four tens, so you make it three tens, regroup, and you change a ten to ten ones, and you add to the two and get twelve, and you take away three, that's nine. Is that clear? Instead of four in the tens place, you've got three because you added one, that is to say ten to the two, but you can't take seven from three, so you look in the hundreds place. From the three, you then use one to make ten ones, and you know why four plus minus one plus ten is fourteen minus one, because addition is commutative, right? And so you got thirteen tens, and you take away seven, and that leaves five. Well, six, actually, but... (laughs) Now go back to the hundreds place. You're left with two, and you take away one from two, and that leaves... Everybody get one? Not bad for the first day. Hooray for new math, new math. It won't do you a bit of good to review math. It's so simple, so very simple, that only a child can do it. <laughs> Before we go any further, let me just say that it does take a village. If you hear a great parenting tip or negative advice, share it with your parent friends. Facebook it, Instagram it, tweet it, Link it in and add the hashtag school days show and hashtag I am school days. And also we do want you to be a part of the show. So if you have any questions or comments, give us a call at 214-444-5575. Or if you're live with us on Facebook, you can drop us a question there. So without further ado, let's let our kid caster introduce today's guest. Today, our kid caster is a seventh grade student from Lamar Middle School in Irving ISD, and his name is T.J. Lamb. Andrea Hutchins was born and raised in Cedar Hill, Texas. She received her undergraduate degree in education at Dallas Baptist University in 2013. After college, she began teaching at Denny Brockett Elementary, where she taught fourth grade English, language arts, social studies for her first year in the last six years, she's been teaching second grade. In December of 2019, she received her master's in curriculum and instruction at Dallas Baptist University. In the 2018-2019 school year, she was awarded Teacher of the Year for her campus. In her spare time, she likes to spend quality time with her family, cheer on the Dallas Cowboys and the U.S. Women's Soccer National Team, and travel. Welcome to school days, Miss Hutchins. <laughs> 
Well, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you for inviting me. And you're a teacher, so you had to take off of work to be yes. here. And I think you said that your kids are uh, writing right now. Yeah, they're doing their writing lesson right now, writing about their favorite water park. Oh, I love that. Exactly. What's What's your favorite water park? Oh, you know, it used to be Hurricane Harbor. I was a Hurricane Harbor person through and through. And then I went to Epic Waters. <sighs> My kids just went there. Oh. I didn't go, but their father took them. Oh, you need to go. Really? Oh, yes. It's just, you know, when you, Hurricane Harbor, I love them. You know, that was my childhood. And <laughs> I could I could do the heat then. But now, you know, I'm a little oh, older. Okay, because Epic Waters is indoors. Yes. That's kind of brilliant. Yes. So I like being indoors. They have great <laughs> food. And great food? Great food. I had some really good chicken tenders. I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't remember Hurricane Harbor having those. Probably and not. Yeah. So we, um, we, we're we uh, Epic Water people right now. Okay. Yeah. Should have gotten a sponsorship from Epic Waters today. I should have. <laughs> Shut up. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and just jump right in. All right. So, uh, you know, just in my research, I learned a lot about the new math. And one of the things I learned is that the new math is not really new. Like the new math was actually developed in the 60s. Yes. And so what what even was that? And why did they feel like that needed to be done? Yeah, so I had to do a little research as well. You know, in the 60s, I wouldn't even have thought back then. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I looked in. So the in the 60s, they kind of brought it to their attention. You know, we wanted to be competitive with, you know, our Asian um you know, countries and the European countries, because, you know, there was that race to be in space. Mm -hmm. And so what we what we did is we kind of presented to everyone, but it wasn't as beneficial as it is now. It was really despised because, you know, you you have that mentality of, you know, don't fix what's not broken. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, they're like, why, you know, why do we need to change anything if it's working? Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of pushback. And, and not that it not what it is now because now there's a lot of research to back it up. Yeah. And as I understand, they, they were trying to bring in a lot of upper level math yeah. with kids that weren't ready to understand yeah. it. And so it was kind of, you know, it was just lost on them. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we you have to give kids, you know, the information and teach them things when they're developmentally ready. Exactly. And, you know, at the time they wanted to put it on them and you know you can't be in you know seven eight you know nine ten years old and you know learning trigonometry right <laughs> you right. know and you know learning different things you know that are that your mind is is not there yet right you know, and your brain can't handle exactly and what they did was they ignored the fact that math is cumulative yes, yes and that it's kind of impossible for them to yeah. to grasp stuff Yes. too early yes yes yeah. it's, it's definitely something that you have to take your time and to explain because each year and if you look at our texas teaks each year it's a build upon what you learned the year before mm -hmm. so we really take our time to really make sure that they've mastered what they have um this year and whatever grade level that there are are that they are in because when they get to the next grade it's like it's kind of like building a house building that foundation right. you know you have to understand this before you can understand the next part. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we're basically being, not we, I'm not being taught math anymore. <laughs> By somebody, your babies. Yes, yes you are. Bit, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> but my babies are being taught basically like a modern day new yeah. math. And so what grades does this affect? It affects everyone. But right now we're seeing a lot of the, you know, the complaints and the frustrations <laughs> and, you know, the uproars from, you know, parents that are in that elementary, mm -hmm. you know, the, the parents that have their elementary students and, you know, some intermediates. But a lot of those students um, that are in middle school and that are in high school that are experiencing the new math, you know, they are more mature, more independent. Mm -hmm. So they can go to their teacher and be like, OK, look, I don't understand this. And, yeah. you know, they have that time. With, you know, the elementary students, you know, their parents are their voice mm -hmm, because, mm -hmm. you know, they're still growing and they're still learning. And so we see it across, you know, from, you know, from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade. But right now, a lot of the frustrations are, you know, those elementary parents, you know, yeah. the really more so, you know, two grades, two, six. 
Okay. I would probably say about because they're they are really they're invested because, you know, like I said, their students don't really have that voice yet to right. be like, you know, I'm not sure. I don't get it. Can you help me? You know, they're taught that in class. But when it comes to at home and, you know, they get there, they're, you know, once they walk through those doors and they go home, it's like a clean slate. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And so they um, we're seeing a lot of pushback and a lot of the complaints from those those types of parents. So what was your so teachers? Yeah. Were you know, coming into this new as well. Yes. Because they had been taught the old map, the per, yes. you know, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> so what was your experience um, in the response of the teachers? And then when did you encounter the new map and how, what did you think about it? So I, I was in school, elementary school 20 years ago. So I'm, I was, I was, you know, I, I was good. And, you know, I had the, you know, the algorithms and everything. And I, when I started teaching, um, that's the way we started it about, you know, seven years ago. That's kind of how I taught it. We taught the algorithm. Mm -hmm. And so about two, three years ago, we really dove into teaching them the different um, strategies in order to solve the word problems. And when we were first presented to it in like a professional development you know, full transparency. I was like, mm -mm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's going to take too long. I was like, That's taking too long. That my head hurts. Right. I, what do you want me to do? How am I going to teach if I don't even understand it? Right. So, you know, I was right there with the parents, but, you know, what I had to do, I just had to buckle down and kind of teach myself and just, mm. you know, see what it is that they were learning and how they wanted me to teach the kids. Cause I was like, I can't teach the kids if I don't even understand it. Right. And so now what I'm seeing is the benefit of it. Mm -hmm. You know, before, you know, like I said, I was really just like, no, I ain't doing it. Like, Y'all can <laughs> go ahead and just change my job description or something. <laughs> but I love what I do. So I was like, okay, let, let me help my students because they're the most important thing. Yeah. I got to make sure my babies are good. And so um started teaching them. And, you know, the first year it was rough. I'm, you know, it was a lot of, you know, like the video said, it was like, okay, that's it for day one. We tackled one problem. Yeah. And that's how it kind of starts off every year. But now, you know, in year three of doing this, I'm seeing, you know, my students just thrive in mm. math. They love to come to math. And we see girls who don't necessarily like math. Mm -hmm. You know how girls are they're like, no, I like to read. I like to draw. Right. You know, that's just kind of the statistics. But now my girls are like, oh, I want to come to the board. Oh, is it math time? Oh, look, look at how I solved it. Aww. They're more engaged into it. So we're hitting more of the learners. And our boys are so competitive. Mm. And <laughs> you have a son. He's, yes. So they, they want to make sure that they can get more ways to solve the word problem than they can their partner. And so they're looking at the different number patterns and seeing how it's um, seeing the different ways that they can solve and to be like, well, I got 10 ways. How many ways do you got? But they're all arriving at that same answer. You know, it's fascinating that you should say that because the male brain versus the female brain yeah. is very different. Have you yes. heard of that book? Men are for Mars. Women are for Venus. Yes. Oh, and then there's also one men are waffles and, or no men. Yeah. Men are waffles and women are spaghetti. Oh, I haven't heard that. Right. That's one. a different one. So basically it's saying that men are very compartmentalized. Mm -hmm. They stay, they stay in a, they open a box. Yeah. They're in that box. Then yeah. they do the stuff in the box and then they close the box and then they go in another box. They were like mm. waffles. Yeah. Women are spaghetti. We got it all yes, yes. interlooped and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. But that makes that's I think that's so interesting that you're saying women uh, girls are becoming more interested in math yeah. because of the differentiation yes. of the way to compute yeah. um, problems because our minds are wired differently than boys. Yes. And now we're hitting on um, a different gender and, and making it more accessible to girls exactly. because of that. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, we're reaching basically this, you know, the new math. We're still teaching math. Yeah. We're just giving more strategies and more ways to do the computation uh -huh. because our brains are wired to look at patterns. So we're teaching our students to notice the patterns 
regard, you know, rather than just looking at the procedure of how you do it. First, you do this, then you do this, then you do this, which was successful for some, but not for all. Right. Yeah. Is there a difference between there's so many so much terminology going around in 2019, they established the Common Core. So is mm-hmm. Common Core the new math? Is that what is it the one and the same? No. So Common Core has been around for a long time. So Common Core is basically the TEKS for everybody else. So Texas doesn't. Um, and TEKS d- stands for? TEKS stands for the Texas Essentials Knowledge of Skills. Okay. That's so, for us. Yes. That's yes. for Texas. So that's what we teach. Mm hmm. The Common Core are for the other states of the United States, but there are um, a few other states besides Texas who did not adopt like Common Arkansas. Core. There's only three other yeah. other than ours that yes. didn't adopt it. I want to say maybe Nebraska, but I'm not 100% sure on that. And Virginia. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't adopt Common Core, but majority of our of our country has, and they um, their school system has adopted Common Core, which tells them what to teach mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, when to teach it, which grades to teach it. And so... Texas decided to not adopt it because our TEKS are not as isolated as Common Core. Mm -hmm. So Common Core, you know, they do compound words like we do. They do phonics like we do and letter sounds and addition and subtraction and facts and multiplication, fractions. We do all those things, but we integrate it and kind of weave and show how these skills are related to each other where um, common core kind of keeps it a little bit more isolated okay yeah oh all right and so basically you know common core they decided the government decided okay all y'all states are doing your own thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're going to need to have everybody doing basically the same thing yeah Uh, um so yeah that's kind of the reason why it came about so when did we change We've always been, um, we've always been um, teak based. So Texas essential of knowledge and skills. We've always been teak based. What um, what we've been doing now is we have kind of the new math. Mm-hmm. So in our teak, it says you know when we're solving word problems, it'll it gives teachers the ways that we solve them, and one of the ways is the algorithm. And so that's what we've been focused on. Oh, yeah, we have the algorithm. The algorithm's great. And an algorithm is? You know, you have it stacked. You have 14 plus and below it, you have 13. And then you have your little equal line behind it mm-hmm. so that you can just, you know, you go through one column and go to the next column. Right. So that's the, you know, as they say, the old way. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's what we taught. But if you read the T and continue on, then it says, you know, algorithm and you know a number line and you know place value the knowledge of place value and so that's where we have that numeracy with our numbers and making sure that we understand why we're doing what we're doing so the the algorithm hasn't gone completely out the window it's just not something that we're putting our sole main focus on okay so they are still learning to stack and carry yes they're still learning that but we we've kind of pushed it back to later when when they start learning that so in second grade we don't teach the algorithm yet because we want them to learn that foundation the why kind of think of it as as reading you know we have this great literature you know the great gatsby you know of mice and men to kill a mockingbird but i'm not going to go give it to my students you know who are in second third you know, fourth grade and be like, oh, here, even in first or kindergarten and be mm-hmm. like, here, read this and understand it and then write me a paper over it. <laughs> right. They're going to look at you like, what? <laughs> you know, they have to learn their letter sounds first. They need to know how to segment the words and sound them out and blend words and their blends and their diagraphs in order for them to read it. That's the same thing with math. We have our numeracy. We have to understand numbers first. We have to understand, you know, why is two, two? And it may sound a little crazy, but it does. Once they, yeah. <laughs> because when it was presented, I was like, huh? Why is two, two? Because it's two. Because it's two. <laughs> like one and two. And we have to understand, you know, 14 is not just 14. You mm-hmm. know, it is built with 110 and four ones. And once they have that knowledge base, then it's going to be easy for them to do those algorithms. And, you know, when you're at the grocery store, 
year and you're like, okay, well, my child really wants those Oreos. Okay. Well, there's $5, you know, I already have about $37 worth. You're not going to get out your fingers and be like, one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. You're not counting them out. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to do it mentally. Well, kids can't do them mentally if they don't have that. They don't understand what the numbers are. Exactly. And, you know, we were talking ahead of time before the show started (laughs) and we were talking about how, you know, in Dallas and I don't know if it's the same wherever you're listening to. But in Dallas, there's like five ways to get any place. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they they all get you to the same destination. Yeah. If you're going to Six Flags over here by us. Yeah. You can go 20. Yeah. You can go 30. You can go 360. Um, there's all these different ways, but they're all going to land you at Six Flags. Exactly. And what we didn't learn when I was growing up and when you were growing up is that there's more than one way to exactly. get to Six Flags. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not just what Siri says or what Way says. There's <laughs> there's so many other ways because, you know, 360 is backed up when it's five o'clock. Right. So you get, <laughs> and right now they've got construction. Exactly. So don't take 360. No, probably not. You're going to want to take Cooper if you, you're going back exactly. to. Exactly. <laughs> you may want to take Cooper. You know what? You can even take collins to Mm -hmm. you know six flags road matlock you can take matlock (laughs) there's so many ways and that's the beauty of this new math once you get over the frustrations Uh and just the overwhelmingness part of it you can see that oh my kid doesn't have to just do it this way because we see a lot of kids who are frustrated with math but now that frustration has kind of eased because they found a way that goes with the way that they're thinking. They're thinking that, okay, well, I can manipulate the number like this and I can still get the right answer and my teacher's not going to yell at me. Mm. And so it kind of also creates a a safe learning environment. safe place. Yeah. And it's like more of an explorer where kids aren't just coming to school and being like, okay, well, I know what I got to do. I got to first do this. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, show me how you can do it. And then it takes that ownership of their learning. That seems to be, if I'm thinking like a teacher, that would be complicated. So you got, you know, 15 kids in the yeah. classroom and they're all computing in different ways. Yeah. Like, how do you manage that? I, I, I kind of make it fun, you know, because okay. I want them to shine. I want them to have their voice heard and show me their thinking. Mm-hmm. So um, you find different ways, you know, you they come up to the board and they show it. But granted, you don't you don't have time for all 15 kids to come up to the board. <laughs> and say all the different ways they did it <laughs> exactly. right. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, some some students do it the same ways. And then sometimes you, you kind of do a walk. It's like, okay, you know what? Find someone who's sitting next to you. Explain to them how you did it. Oh, okay. And then I, I'm walking around and, I, and I'm seeing them and, you know, hearing what they say. And then, you know, if I see something that's just out the ordinary or just, oh, I didn't even think about that. I, there are many times that my students have taught me more than I can teach them. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that way. Wow. And it's like, oh, okay, hey, go up and show the whole class this and kind of just, you know, spotlighting that. So, you know, you you have them in partners. Sometimes, you know, you you post them all around the room so that the, each kid can kind of just do, we call it like a picture walk or a gallery walk, mm-hmm. like in the museum. And they can go and, and see how each kiddo did it and be like, oh, I thought about that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even think about that way. And then they they start collaborating because then they go to little Susie and they're like, oh, you know, I saw that you did this. Can you teach me how, how you did that? And then they go, you know, to little Bob and he's like, oh, yeah, um, I, I did it the same way. Or, oh, you know what? I saw that you did it like this. Have you ever thought about doing it like this? And so it's almost like I become a facilitator. I'm kind of taking a back seat because yeah. they're almost teaching each other. And and it, it's just so beautiful. And I, I love it. And taking ownership yeah. of their own learning. Yeah. And this must give them so much confidence yes. and just feel like, oh, gosh, I'm so smart. I came up with something that the teacher didn't even exactly. come up with. Exactly. And, and then that's it. They just they just go throughout the day, just like you said, with the biggest smile and just, you know, the biggest not head, but, you know, their confidence level levels just through the roof mm-hmm. and and they're proud of themselves. And, you know, sometimes they get they get down on themselves if they don't quite understand. But that's what I'm there for. I'm there to just be like, okay, well, what do you know? You know, how can we get how can we get there? Yeah. You know, let's let's use what you know about these numbers instead of, well, what comes next? Right. What comes next? Right. You know, we we go about it a different way. And so students are able to 
problem solve and kind of walk themselves through based upon what they know about numbers. And we're seeing such a growth in our campus um, when it comes to math. Um, Last year, we got a state distinction on achievement in mathematics. And so we're like, oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, go Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I love the, the differentiation here because yeah. what we were teaching before was m- rote memorization yeah. and algorithms. Yes. So this is the way you get to 165 or exactly. whatever, which um, can cause a lot of math trauma and mm-hmm. cause, I think that, you know, we have so many people who say, well, I'm just not good at math. I yeah. have, I have always been one of those people yeah. who math was not very accessible to me, which was frustrating because, you know, my dad was a financial planner mm. and, you know, he could do stuff in his head yeah. and, you know, he didn't, <laughs> didn't understand why I wasn't able <laughs> to get to those, but I wasn't able to think out of the box and yeah. I I'm I have a creative mind. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so those kids that also have those creative minds, like my husband is a math teacher. He yes. has a math mind. Right. Yes. He's he's kind of pretty much in the box. Yes. Right. Yes. I'm I'm a very liberal arts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of the box and I'm thinking all these different ways. Yeah. I think if somebody had made it so that it was accessible to me and um, fluid, a little bit more yes. fluid, I might be a different person. Today. Yes. Yes. And that's the beauty of this. Like I said, you know, it's not just do it this way and only this way. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you find a way that sticks with you, go with that way all the time. Mm -hmm. But if you can do multiple ways, that's great too. But if you're just stuck on one way because that way works best for you and you understand that way, then by all means, just go with that way. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's jump into some of these new concepts that you guys are teaching. <laughs> We're going to try to be as descriptive as possible so that um, you understand. So let's let's talk about a couple of them. Okay. So what it, what in the world is a 10 frame? Oh, a 10 frame. So what a 10 frame is, I want you to picture just a rectangle. Mm-hmm. So you have a rectangle and there's 10 squares in it. Mm-hmm. So um, we know that that one square is basically just... 10. If you have, um, then what we do is we fill it up with dots, basically. Mm -hmm. So I know 10 dots is 10. It helps me count by 10s. I can skip count by Mm 10s. I know if I have, you know, uh, the top row all filled, I know that it's five. It's, it's, um, I know that that's five. I don't need to go one, two, three, four, five. You know, I said like our brain is wired to notice the patterns. So I know that the pattern of having one row is 10. Mm-hmm. I know that the pattern of knowing the bottom row, or I'm sorry, the top row, if I just have the top row, it's five. five. And if I know if I just have the bottom row and not the top row, I know that's still five. Mm-hmm. So instead of me counting individually, one, two, three, four, five, I can just go, oh, five. So if I have the whole top row plus two more, then I know I can go five, six, seven, instead of going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So it's teaching addition in a pictorial sort of way. In a pictorial sort of way. And mm-hmm. it's also teaching them efficiency. You know, a lot of the things that we're seeing on this new math, you know, via Facebook, and um, I'm not sure if you saw the movies, um, the movie Incredibles 2. It did. When he was talking about new math, he was like, why are they changing math? Math is math. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, math is math. And we all do math differently in our head. We've just never discussed it before. And so when it comes to um, being efficient, some of the videos that we're seeing, it's like, oh, well, I could go make breakfast and fold laundry and do clothes while you're just doing this one way. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I laugh because I'm like, you're right, you could, but it's not going to take that long forever. We teach our students after we teach them this, okay, what's a more efficient way? Okay. How ca- how can I do this? But be more efficient with it. Right. So instead of going counting my dots, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, that takes a long time. Mm-hmm. I know from the pattern, this top row is five, mm-hmm. six, seven, and I can count on, okay. which is more efficient. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I've got, you can, I'll give this to you so you can also look. Okay. okay. Um, and you can show the camera. So oh, the people yeah. that are on Facebook live. Okay. So. Um, what is a, what is that you've got right there? The open number line. Okay. This is my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I love a good number line. Okay. Why? Um, because it's, it's open to how you want to do it. Okay. So let's say right here we have, um, says Adam walks 26 yards and Brett walks 37 yards. 
Uh-huh. So if you were to do 26 plus 37, how would you do it? I would definitely stack it. <laughs> <laughs> so you would say, you know what? Six plus seven is 13. And then you would carry the one uh-huh. in your head. Like if yeah, you would yeah, do it yeah, mentally yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. and you would carry it in your head and then you do one plus two is it's three. It's unlikely I would do it mentally, but yes. Yeah. So <laughs> like if you were just in write a, it down. Yeah. If you were just in the grocery store yeah. and you're just like, okay, 26, you know, I need 26 plus 37. No, what I would do mm-hmm. is probably make that 26 a 30. And what was the other number? 37. 37. And then I would make that a 40 and then I would take away. Yeah. Yeah, that's, new that's math. what I would do. You're that's doing new math. math. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're doing new math. Mm-hmm. If I had to do it in my head and I yeah. a pencil. Yes. Uh-huh. So that's basically what we're doing. We're doing what's in our head, but we're just showing it on paper. Mm-hmm. Because I would do, okay, well, 37 or 26 and 37. Well, I know if I have three more, I have 40. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take three more from that 26. And so I have 40 plus 23. Oh, okay, that's 63. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would do it. Mm-hmm. But we both got to 63. Uh-huh, it does uh-huh. not matter. Yeah. And so on the open number line, you're able to kind of do jumps. So I can do jumps of 10 and I can do jumps of one or I can do jumps of 40 because I'm saying, oh, you know what? If I do, I know that there are two tens in 20 in 26. Let me just jump, you know, two tens. And I would tell my kids and we're at this point right now. This isn't the most efficient way. Right. Why would I do two jumps of 10 when I can do one jump of 20? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And so, and there are some kids who still need to do those two jumps Mm -hmm. and that's fine. And so I would have them, you know, do two jumps of 20. Okay. I'm at 57. And some of my kids will say, well, I know what I could do three more from 57 and get 60 and then three more would be 63 mm-hmm. some would already say oh you know what i know what 57 plus 6 is oh that's 63 mm-hmm. and so it's it's kind of it's that creativeness creative i can do it however i want to it's open to however i would do it and i can do it in my mind so what we're doing is we're doing what's in our mind mentally we're just doing it on paper okay. and we're showing that thinking um another one. Oh, this is interesting this is decomposing oh she got excited about that one okay so do you to explain to me what decomposing is this because this is probably one of the most frustrating ones oh decomposing my kids uh, my students I call them my kids because you know once they are in your class they're with you forever okay. and so they have um they love to decompose and they love they call this splitting because they're splitting the number apart and that's basically what you're doing when you're decomposing okay you're splitting the number into tens and ones so you've got 37 Mm -hmm. and you split that into 30 and 7 exactly because the the problem here is 37 plus 55 yes and instead of stacking it which is what all of us (laughs) want to do they're breaking 37 down to 30 and 7 mm-hmm. and then 50 to 5 into 50 and 5. Exactly. Giving you 30 and 50. I mm-hmm. don't understand all that. You're going to have to talk more. So <laughs> once you break it down to there uh-huh. and you've broken that number up into your 10s and 1s, because remember that number is just not 37. It's built using three 10s and seven ones. So the value of those three 10s is 30. Okay. So then we have... Then what you do is you kind of revert back to that old math where you have that, you add up all your tens. Okay, well, I have 30 plus 50. That gives me 80. I'm going to add up all my ones. Seven plus five, that's 12. But I can't have an answer that is still split. So I need to put my tens and my ones back together. Uh So I have my 80 plus 12, which equals 92. Okay. And so that's how we get to, that's how we decompose. And this is very simple for students, but we don't start off with just numbers. You know, we start off with using place value blocks first so they can see it without the numbers. Yeah. And so we um, go through and we're just, you know, manipulating place value blocks so that they can see, oh, when I use it in a number, when I'm, when I see it in number form, I'm not just doing 37. I have three tens and seven ones, or mm-hmm. I have 30 and mm-hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, yeah, I, I like to decompose. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So let's just take a quick break to say that if you have any questions or comments for our guest about the new math, give us a call at 214-444-5575. Or if you are watching us on Facebook, uh, just drop a question in the box right there and we'll do our very best to get to it. Um, there was something that you said you were, you would, you'd wish that you had brought. Um, oh, yes. what, what was that? My place value blocks. Okay. Um, so it's just, you know, the hundreds block, you know, the little blue hundreds blocks we used to have in the day. Uh-huh. And then our 10 rods and our ones. Um, this past fall, um, I had the opportunity to meet with our second grade parents and really just show them new math. And we kind of had night school, if you will. And I was able to explain to them what it is, what it looks like, and give them some materials to take home so that they can better help their student. And once they kind of played with the blocks, they were like, oh, this is it? Like, (laughs) this is all we doing? I said, yeah, this is it. They're like, oh. Like, some parents got it instantly. Mm -hmm. Like, I had one dad, he was like, oh, well, I wouldn't do it like this. I would do it. And I would take the three and I would move it over and then I would do this and I would take three more from that and I would make it a 50. And I was like, okay, now I need you to let somebody else shine. I'm glad you got it, but let's get somebody else to do it. Mm -hmm. And 99%, I think there was just one more mom who just wanted a little bit more clarification, but I had about 20 parents. So out of 20 parents, 19 parents left understanding right and there was just like oh okay and we just kind of played with it and just Mm -hmm. played with the math i said don't just think i said how would you do it in your mind you know if you're at the grocery store i know you're not going to take out pencil and paper and be like i'm gonna stack it i'm gonna just do it. i'm Mm -hmm. gonna carry it i was like you're not gonna do that so what we're teaching students is we're teaching that mental math and we're teaching them sooner rather than later yeah you you keep saying in the grocery store. Um, I know oh, yeah. that one of the one of the purposes of the new maths is to make it relate more to yeah. real life. How yeah. does it do that? So a lot of the things that we do when you saw you know word problems when we were in school, it was like oh there were thirteen unicorns and it's like when am I ever going to use this in real life? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I have lived in DFW my whole life and I have yet to see a unicorn walk down the street. <laughs> like no because they fly. <laughs> oh yes, like ten pigs. I'm like what? Right. So I'm not a farmer. exactly. I'm not a farmer. I don't know the first thing I look. I used to watch Green Acres and she was like no so we make it more realistic for them even when we're doing problem solving even when we're doing fractions um this week my class is doing fractions and we're just not like oh these are fours no i'm giving them hey you know what you're at a birthday party and it's you and three of your friends how can i make sure that everybody gets a piece that's so good and and everybody's happy and it was really funny because I actually took a candy bar when I was introducing fractions. I was like, y'all, I have this candy bar and I want to share it. And I was like, but, you know, what if I just take this piece and, and I give you the rest and I, and I give you this little tiny piece? And they're like, no, that's not fair. And I'm like, why not? So and we see we're giving them the real world. So that way, when they get to the real world, it's not such a shock it's mm-hmm. not like oh yeah I kind of remember learning something about that at school it's oh yeah like we did this at school you know a lot of you know years ago you know I had one student who was like yeah Miss Hutchins like my mom was cutting my birthday cake and I told her like mommy those aren't equal and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> my teacher said <laughs> I was like oh gosh what did what did she say <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, I hope you didn't get a whooping. I hope she was right. semi proud. Right. But they're 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 taking what they're learning in class and they're actually applying it. Yeah. And so that's what we want. We don't want um the students to feel like oh, I'm never gonna use this. Because you know? that's what we felt growing yes. up. We're like, what is the point of this? Exactly. I still have yet to use Y equals MX plus B. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, hmm, maybe if I'm, you know, driving down a hill, I'm like, okay, well, and even then I'm like, car, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. So we want them to make sure that they are applying what they're what they're doing in their everyday lives. Yeah. And you know what else, as you were talking, I was thinking about this. So I would have so many arguments with my father mm-hmm. about 
how to do the math homework, right? Oh, yeah. Because he's a math mind, right? Yeah. And so he's doing a lot of stuff in his head and he couldn't yeah. explain to me why he got it this way. This must make it easier for those parents. Yes, mm-hmm. it, it really does. And <laughs> I was explaining it to, to my dad um, when I was, you know, he was like, what is this? And, you know, I was just, you know, we we're just having casual conversation on Sunday. And he was like, no, no, I wouldn't do it like this. I would do it like this. I said, but who's right? right. I'm right. No, you're not. We're both right. Yes. He's like, no, I'm right. I'm older. I'm like, dad. <laughs> you might have been talking to my dad. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's like those students who are, who have different ways of thinking and their brain is kind of wired, you know, to not follow the set procedure mm-hmm. of the, you know, the standard algorithm with this, which is the stacking way, they're able to be more creative and think more outside the box and have more reign, mm-hmm. um, you know, free reign of just, just trying to formulate the different, the, um, formulate different ways to get to the number, mm-hmm. or, you know, or just to get to the right answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for those parents, and you know, I've, I feel lighter about math just from yeah. this conversation, Good. honestly. I mean, I feel like I'm buying into the new math right. the more we talk. Yes. It really does seem beneficial, um, especially since all kids are different. Yes. Um, but we talked, I don't, can't remember if we talked about this while we were recording mm-hmm. or not. <laughs> but, so I'll mention it again. Um, what is the impact um, once the kid gets back in the classroom of parents who are like, no, don't do it this way. Do it this way. Yeah. So um, when I went to the conference this past um, summer, I was fortunate enough to go to the camped conference, um, which is a math conference. And in the workshop that was teaching, you know, um, showing us and teaching us how to support parents with a new math. She told us, you know what, if parents do not you know, reiterate or reinforce what we're learning in the classroom, there can be a retention decrease of about Mm. 20%. Oh, gosh. And so when I said that, I was like, oh, my goodness. But it makes so much sense in the world. And even in my classroom where I see some parents who are like, oh, but my mommy told me to do it this way. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, and I was like, baby, I know that you want to make sure that you follow your mommy's directions. But right now you're in Miss Hutchins' class and Miss Hutchins is teaching you this way. <laughs> and this is the way that we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I try to, you know, encourage parents. I understand that it's frustrating. I understand that you may not know, but just reinforce it because you're going to see the benefit in the long run. Mm-hmm. Even when they just um, go from grade level to grade level. Um, and the, we talk amongst teachers, you know, we, within, you know, the entire school and there have been multiple third grade teachers who come to us and be like, oh yeah, we've seen a difference from when they come to third grade. They're like, they're so much more knowledgeable. And we're like, mm. we're like, oh, okay. All right. So that lets us know that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And, you know, we even go to the first grade, you know, team and we're like, oh yeah, like y'all are making our jobs a lot easier because we're not having to reteach some of the things that they should have left knowing. Mm -hmm. They have a solid foundation Mm -hmm. on what they were supposed to learn in that grade level. And moving forward, we can just build on it. All right. I'm loving this. I am loving this. Um, What you, you know, we talked earlier about you attending the workshop. Yeah. What are some of the key points that you learned that um, will help parents like me? Um, the one thing that really stuck out to me is making sure that your parents are informed. So if your school doesn't offer, you know, something where, you know, you can come and learn, get with your child's teacher. I do not know a teacher in the world who won't be willing to sit down and have a conversation and show you Mm -hmm. that, okay, you know what, this is how you, we do it. And just, you know, set up a conference like, hey, you know, I- I'm not sure, but I want to help my student at home. Right. And they'll be they'll be more than welcome just to be like, oh, okay. And a lot of teachers will send you off with things too. It's like, oh, okay, here, here, here are some resources. Because there's a lot on Google. You know, we see that even when we just Google six symptoms and we are you know, <laughs> Don't you, ever do that. Don't ever do that. <laughs> You'll convince yourself you have some thousand year right. degree like <laughs> disease or something. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that you that would that was my main thing that stuck out. Just talk to your child's teacher. Yeah. Um 
Another thing that stuck out was seeing what else is going on that's available. And there's a lot of educational um, resource websites like this. <laughs> and you're able to, you know, hear um, other teachers and see um, how you can do the different strategies and the different ways of showing their thinking. And parents can kind of teach themselves. But if you're not a person that can teach yourself just talk to your child's teacher yeah they're going to help you through and through are there any websites that you can give us or um resources specifically that you think are very helpful one that i just thought of right off the bat was a Khan academy mm-hmm. i um i used to tutor um a student in algebra because I I love algebra. <laughs> I loved algebra. But it was difficult for me to under to articulate and to explain it to the student that I was tutoring. Mm. And it has um, how-to videos. And it has um, a teacher who will instruct you through it. And it has like even some practicing that you can even... So you don't have to try to create it on your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You've talked a little bit anecdotally about yeah. your school and, and, you know, you are in a, a wonderful school district, yes. but is it working kind of across the board? Is the, It seems like the U.S. scores are not improving right, the right. way that we want them to. And it's going to take some time. You know, we have to make sure with anything that you do, whether it is, you know, if you want to lose weight. You Mm -hmm. have to make sure that whatever you're doing, you're doing it consistently and you're doing it with a purpose. I can't go and work out one day and expect to reach my goal of a 20 pound weight loss. And, you know, if I even if I go to the gym and I go work out one day, I'm not going to do anything if I go to the Chick-fil-A line right after (laughs) (laughs) or the Whataburger line right after. (laughs) So we we're still making sure that, you know, everyone's on board first and we're doing it consistently. It's going to be a while until we're seeing the growth, but I can speak on our campus. You know, our campus um, this past year did exceptionally well on STAR. We really grew. And in our math, we had our students increase about five to 10% on our STAR from the previous year before in mathematics. And so, that just kind of made us stand a little taller, mm-hmm. <laughs> made our chest kind of puff out a little bigger. Right. <laughs> and we were able to see, okay, what we're doing and the fact that we're being consistent and every day we are teaching our students the why behind what we're doing and we're giving them those opportunities to explore. We're giving them the opportunity to explain and justify their answer and explain their thinking we're seeing the benefits of it. Yeah. And so we're hoping that, you know, if, if we're seeing the benefits of it, then I know that other schools are seeing the benefits of it as well. Yeah. And so through time, it may be five years, it may be 10 years, then, you know, we just see that gradual increase of, okay, we're getting better when it comes to math as, you know, as, as a country. Yeah. And I, you know, we are ranked, I think, 31st. Yeah, that sounds about right. Globally mm-hmm. um, in math literacy. And, but I, I do agree with what you're saying that, you know, because I think Common Core started in 2009 mm-hmm. and then Artiques in Texas here started in uh, 2012. Yeah. Uh, but there is going to be a little bit of turning the Titanic around yeah. from the way that we had been teaching. Exactly. And I think, you know, a lot of where uh, we lose the battle is in our heads, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. in the self-talk of I'm not good at math. Yes. And, um, you know, I don't have a math mind. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I think that um, moving away from that sort of teaching that's just rote memorization and yeah. learning the algorithms and whatnot and um, differentiating and yeah. allowing us to do di- things different ways. And then even just what you talked about with the girls and mm-hmm. how they're, it's more accessible to them. I think that you're right over time as we are able to um, open up our minds yeah. to the concept of math is not hard. Exactly. Um, and math is accessible. Mm-hmm. I think that over time that it may um, help us to to do better on a global stage. Right. And, mm-hmm. I, and I try to encourage people, you know, just 
thinking about working out, you know, that's a great correlation. Mm -hmm. When you work out, you're not going to see, you know, results instantly. I wish, (laughs) you know, and I know that we want to have those results instantly. Like, what is this going to do for, you know, for my student right now? Mm -hmm. You know, you may not see the benefit of it right now, but give it the time that you need to kind of, you know, turn it around. Like you said, like with the Titanic, give it that time Mm -hmm. because it's going to, when you give it that time and you kind of just back it up and you, and you jump on the ship, Oh, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love this. This is a great conversation. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, I'm, I'm not even joking. I really do feel so much better oh, about math and about this quote, new math. Yeah. And um, just why we're doing it this way. It yeah. seems to make a lot of sense. I hope we have, um, I hope that you're, you'll share this episode and, oh, and sure. more people will watch this and have a, um, a better a better feeling about yes. the, what, we're, what it is that we're doing in these schools now. <laughs> For sure. Definitely. I'm glad I could help. Yes. Well, again, thank you so much. We are You're out welcome. of time. Um, Noggin Educational Foundation is the premier sponsor of School Days. So we always want to let you guys know what's going on with Noggin. At Noggin, our mission is to help close the achievement gap for economically disadvantaged children by improving educational opportunities for students, supporting families, and encouraging excellence and innovation in the classroom. School Days is part of our commitment to support families by providing access to experts who offer information and resources regarding all topics that impact education. If you love this program, please consider donating to Noggin. Your gift will be tax deductible. Head to our website, schooldazedshow.com to give today. And also, we're taking applications for our free tutoring program. Each student receives 12 in-home private sessions with a teacher. We also offer online tutoring if you don't happen to be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Students must qualify for the free or reduced lunch program at school. Space is limited. For more information, go to our website, Noggin, that's N-O-G-G-I-N, foundation.org, and click on the free tutoring icon. And lastly, we are preparing for our summer math and reading program. Each Saturday, we welcome groups of individuals and uh, groups of people um, to help us assemble activities. And if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we would love for you to help with a group of friends, coworkers, or even come by yourself and meet somebody new. So email me, and I mean, really, please email me. We need some help <laughs> at info at Next week, we're going to have another Kid Takeover episode featuring students ranging from middle school through 12th grade, and they're going to be talking about the impact of dating on their lives. It's spring break, so David will be back in the co-host seat with us, and joining us will be Micah Ryan, Jacob Harper, Leah Glover, Avery Sparkman, and back co-hosting with us will be students Madison Elkins and Hunter Paris. So that should be a good one. So don't forget to tell your parent friends about that one. And as always, head to our website, schooldazedshow.com for more information about all that we're doing here and the resources that we mentioned on School Days. And remember, you don't ever have to miss a show. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and pretty much anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Noggin Foundation. That's N-O-G-G-I-N. And last but not least, we always want to end the show by saying that David and I are parenting by grace. We depend on God to give us the wisdom and strength that we need to raise our kids into flourishing adults. And if you would like to know more about that, feel free to email me at info at schooldazedshow.com. Have a great week. School Dazed is sponsored by Noggin Educational Foundation. At Noggin, we provide free educational resources to students from low-income families and support to their parents like the preceding broadcast. School Dazed is made possible by the generosity of listeners just like you. Please consider donating to Noggin at Noggin, N-O-G-G-I-N, foundation.org.